Welcome to the Evolve and Elevate podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you ladies stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight for good and uncover your badass self. If you feel stuck and overwhelmed with all the information out there, I'm gonna be dropping five specific episodes a week to help you gain the clarity you need in order to rebuild that confidence, get strong, and heal your relationship with food so you can finally build the body of your dreams. Now let's get started. What is going on, ladies? I hope you're having the best day. Welcome back to another episode of the Evolve and Elevate podcast. Today, we're talking about this is why your scale isn't moving even during a reverse diet. So a lot of the times when you first start getting you know, into a weight loss phase or you're trying to start working out at the gym, you're gonna notice that things don't change as fast as you want them to. And then you think that you're doing something wrong and you're like, I don't know when to change things. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so we're gonna cover that today. Now, if you feel stuck, if you feel like the scale just keeps going up and down the same five to 10 pounds, if you're like, nothing I'm doing is working, then this is going to be the podcast for you because I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do step by step in order to get out of this rut and actually see the progress that you want to see. Okay. So starting off ladies, when you are first starting, a lot of you don't understand how many calories you actually need in order to lose weight, build muscle, all these kind of things. You're going off of a previous diet. You're going off of something that you used 10 years ago. You don't really know where to start. Right. And so a lot of us like, to start at 1200 calories, 1500 calories, or like you go on my fitness pal and it sets some random amount of calories or it's like very overwhelming because the opposite also happens where all of a sudden it's like some of you guys get set at 1200 calories and then some of you get set at like 2500 calories and regardless of where you're sitting if you're eating like 2500 calories 12 is under or it's like overwhelming and if you're eating 1200 calories 25 is very overwhelming and so it's like where do you find that perfect starting spot and so understanding that when you first start it's going to probably take one to two weeks to figure out where you're actually sitting. Um, And this is based on a personal approach. Like I could come on here and say, start with 1500 calories. And like, you can set that into my fitness pal. But the thing is, is like, if you go over that, or if you go under that, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily failing. It just means like, that's what you're eating. And so I think a lot of people get really like hung up on the fact of, well, my calories are supposed to be 1700. So if I eat lower than that, then like, that's good. But if I eat over than that, then that's bad. But the thing is, is like, so this is like, and I'll, I'll try and explain like my thought process on this because this is where the psychology and then the numbers get really messed up and where people get really stuck. And this is why like, this is a lot of the mindset stuff that we have to do when people first start, which is basically that. So if you say you ate 2,500 calories, okay, let's just, let's just take the emotion out of it. Say you eat 2,500 calories every day for three weeks and you go down two pounds, but your calories are set at 1500. That means that you can eat more food and still see weight loss, right? Because you've just eaten 2,500 calories for like an entire week, two weeks, and still seen fat loss. But in your head, you're like, I'm failing because I'm eating more than my calories. You see where the psychology and then like the numbers kind of get messed up. And so what we have to work on is the fact that it's really tricky because so someone just said controlling the cravings is my battle. Yes but you're probably under eating and that's why you're getting cravings, right? So if you're trying to hit 1200 calories, but your 
body requires 17, 18, 19, 2000 calories to function, you probably need to sit around 15, 1600 calories, but you're aiming for 12. So now the deficit is so big that you're going to be hungry. I bet you ladies, next time you guys have cravings. So track your food like all day. And I know people cringe when I say track your food, but honestly, like the reason why you're overwhelmed is because you don't understand what you're eating. Like, and it, it doesn't have to be this like good versus bad thing. My struggle is actually tracking the calories. It's because when you track things, you're like, well, I feel guilty because I ate this. So this is where food mindset comes into play. See what I mean, guys, how it's like more complicated than you think. You're like, I think it's cravings. I can't actually track my calories. I can't do this. It's because you've put a certain meaning onto something. So whether it's cravings, whether it's tracking, whether it's the scale, you've put a lot of meaning onto that one thing. And so when that thing proves to you that like, so for example, I'm going to eat healthy and then nighttime comes, you get cravings and then you feel like you overate. Just because you feel like you overate doesn't mean that you did. And then the next day you step on the scale and you see that it's up a pound because maybe your water's low. Maybe you didn't sleep the best. Maybe your digestion's just slow because you haven't actually been eating that much. Maybe you did eat something that just kind of upsets your stomach because your gut health's not in a great place because you keep binge eating. And then you're like, see, I can't eat chocolate because every time I eat chocolate, the scale goes up. And then it reaffirms the fact that you can't eat that. But really, it's just a matter of like your lack of your, like, you just don't understand the full process. And so like with tracking calories and things like that, it's actually really easy. So I'll go over that really quickly. And then we'll kind of go into cravings and then back into the scale. Um, And I'm going to give you guys a step-by-step process that you need. But with tracking, so basically like you go on and say you type in apple, apple USDA, chicken USDA, uh, fruit, like whatever, whatever it is, vegetables, USDA, and then say everything, just use the law of averages. So for example, like if something is 500 calories, something is 200 calories, and there's a bunch around 350, choose the 350, right? Like that's it. If you're out at a restaurant, maybe choose a higher option. But the the issue isn't really with tracking. It's that you see what you ate and then you go, oh my God, I'm going to gain weight because I'm over my calories, right? The scale is going to go up because I'm over my calories. And that's not necessarily true, right? And then you'll go home though, and then you'll step on the scale. But if you think about it, like if I chugged um, a full smoothie and say the whole smoothie, if I put it on a scale, weighed two pounds, three pounds, and then I consume that smoothie. I have three pounds of smoothie in me, right? Like if I eat a burger, the burger doesn't just go from like weighing two pounds in my hand to weighing nothing in my body. That doesn't make sense. So when you have the entire accumulation of the day in terms of like, maybe you've worked out, so your muscles are recovering, they're very inflamed, things like that. So they're trying to like, they're trying to recover. You've got water that's getting pushed into the cell. You're holding on to water. Your digestion is all over the place because you keep binge eating and then restricting. And then on top of it, you then have had like some, maybe you had a few extra calories, which is really not the end of the world. Then you step on the scale at the end of the night. Yes, you're going to be up more than at the beginning of the day, but then you use that to then change your actions for the next few days. Like if you kept doing what you're doing right now, every single day, and regardless of what the scale said for 14 days, you just kept doing that. You would see whether you were trending up or trending down. And then literally, if you take out one thing, or if you even, not even, honestly, I find it's not even taking out things. It's literally just improving the food quality choices of something. So instead of having, I don't know, so say instead of having, you know, a full chocolate bar at night, you have Greek yogurt and you have a few chocolate chips on it with some fruit, right? Or like you do something like that. 
as long as it's less calories than whatever it is that you're taking out, you're most likely going to see that change. This is why it's really easy for people to take out alcohol and chocolate and chips and things like that. Because say you eat two or three bowls of chips, right? It might be like 300, 400 calories. As soon as you stop eating that, you're down 400 calories for the day, which puts you in the deficit that you need, right? But I find for a lot of you ladies, you're actually only eating 1200 calories. And then you're like, you're only going over by a little bit, but you're going over by a little bit every day. So all day you eat 800 calories, then you come home and you eat dinner and that puts you at like 1200, but your body requires 15 to 1700. And so then you are starving, you go eat something, but then you eat like 2000 calories worth. And so because you're like a few calories over every single day, it just adds up that you're not in a deficit. And so you end up just keeping gaining instead of losing. It's not necessarily the chips. It's just because you let yourself get so ravenous that at the end of the day, you end up overeating because you then can't control your hunger signals because your cravings all over the place because you're listening to all these food rules, right? In the morning, you like don't eat till 11, then you'd only drink a coffee, then all of a sudden you're putting butter in your coffee, which like cool, whatever health benefits. But like, if I'm trying to lose weight, why would I put butter in my coffee? That doesn't make sense to me. Right. And then like during the day, you're like eating all these salads and you're eating all these low calorie foods. But the thing is, is that like at the end of the day, you're then just eating like all these high calorie foods. So realistically, if you just ate like balanced meals or like ate more like filling meals throughout the day, you're not going to be hungry at night. And I, I can tell you this after helping thousands of women, right? You're not going to be. Um, but at the same time, if there's a lack of control, if there's a lack of like, you're, you know, there's like other things in your life that like you really don't have a lot of say on, a lot of control on. There's a lot of things that is just like very chaotic. A lot of the times, unfortunately, we also like punish ourselves sometimes by like restricting food or like we like to live in this like victim mentality of like, oh yeah, I'm not hungry during the day. Cool. But that's just because like your stress levels are so high and you're not consciously trying to bring them down. So like, I can't help somebody that doesn't want to be helped, right? Like if you want to be stressed out all day and you want to live in that and you just want to, you know, say that you get up and you're tired and you can never lose weight and whatever, I will never be able to help you because you don't want to change your story. But if you're someone that's like, I generally just don't understand why this keeps happening, that's where we come in, right? And so when the scale isn't moving during a reverse diet, a lot of the times what happens is nine out of 10 times, you're under eating and you have a high stress environment or like a high stress job, or honestly, you just don't know how to manage stress. I find a lot of women don't know how to manage their emotions because a lot of people haven't taught us how to do that. And so what happens then is when we start to increase the food, this is when your food mindset kicks in, which is like, these are good foods. These are bad foods. I can eat this. I can eat this. And normally this comes from previous diets. This comes from the random articles we read online. This comes from the bullshit TikToker that just like for some reason keeps coming up on our page telling us that bread and water is the worst thing that we can ever eat in the entire world, like all these different things. And so when you really look at it, it really doesn't make sense in terms of like a lot of the beliefs that you have, it really doesn't serve you anymore. And it's not something that really works. And like, it's kind of ridiculous, because when you think about it, a lot of the food rules that we have are from previous diets, or they're from movies growing up, they're from magazines, or they're from our parents, right? If you eat ice cream, it's going to go right to your thighs if you have this. And so really understanding like where these rules came from is super super important to understand because you need to start re- re- reworking them because one, not only is it stalling your fat loss, but you are then going, if you don't go through and like heal something, you then pass it on. So if you guys are still thinking that bread is going to make you fat, you are then subconsciously going to then tell your kids that. 
right? You're going to be like, oh my God, you're having an extra serving. Why are you eating more ice cream? You know, you can't have two because that's going to make you big. And they're going to remember that. Like that's something that they're also going to remember, right? And so when we start a reverse diet, it's really important to understand. So a reverse diet is literally taking ourselves out of a diet. Okay. So say you're eating 1200 calories, your scale isn't moving, you're stuck, your workouts suck, your energy is low, your digestion is all over the place. You're just like, oh my God, like this is just awful. Okay. Um, Normally a lot of brain fog as well. And then what happens is we also get a lot of bloating. So we think that bloating is also a lot of times like from having extra food. Bloating is also when you undereat. So if you ladies are undereating, you're also going to get bloated. Okay, because you're you also don't have enough calories in you for your body to also like kind of push everything out for everything to really function the way that it needs to, right? Like it, it's kind of like shutting down a factory or like say you had a factory filled with a hundred people and that's what you needed it to work. Okay. When you eat 1200 calories, it's like having 50 people. It's like having 30 people in the same factory. Everything is going to slow down. And so this is why I laugh also when people say like, we're going to lose weight and build our metabolism. I'm like, you can't really do that because building your metabolism is actually normally reducing the energy like output and then increasing your your food. And so when we're actually trying to increase our um, metabolism and what we're trying to do during a reverse diet is say you're starting at 1200 calories, we're increasing gradually up and we're also making sure your form technique, everything is like really good workout wise um, and you're pushing yourself in the gym and you're getting like adequate exercise. But what you're gonna notice is your body starts to change. You start to build more muscle mass. You start to lose fat mass. Um, and even though the scale changes, maybe between one to five pounds, one to 10 pounds, your entire body feels different. You feel tighter. You feel more energetic. You, um, Your digestion starts to improve. Your brain fog goes away. You start sleeping better. All of these things start happening. And so understanding that that process is then going to set you up to then lose weight. So what we do is 1200 calories, they build you up to around 2000, 2200, sometimes more if your activity level is a little bit higher. Okay. Then at that point, we can then start increasing our exercise a little bit and decreasing calories a little bit. And that's where you see an actual fat loss phase. And so the reason why you're stuck right now is because you've been trying to diet at 1200 calories forever. And then because you're so hungry, you keep overeating. But when you actually give yourself enough calories, you can stay within them because you're able to eat a Kit Kat bar and not go over your calories. You're able to go out and eat like a ice cream cone and still stay within your calories. You are able to go for dinner and actually enjoy it and your body isn't fluctuating. And after a while, you're going to notice that your body really does doesn't doesn't fluctuate and the scale doesn't fluctuate as much with higher calories because it is used to eating a certain amount. So if we eat like 2000 calories and then you eat like 2200 calories one day, it's really like what 200 calories difference. Your body's going to have no problem processing that. But if you're eating 1200 calories and then every week you're also going over to 3000 calories, it's going to take a few more days for all that stuff to come down just because it takes a little bit longer for your body to process it because you're at such low calories and metabolism is so slow, just takes a little bit longer for your body to like really process it. Now, are you actually up three, four, five pounds? No. But the thing is, is that again, it just takes a little bit longer. So again, when we take that time, like right now you're like, well, I don't want to do this because I want to lose weight because I've been trying to do this forever. But the thing is, is like you've been trying to do this for two, three, four, five years. So if you just give yourself three to six months to just like actually set yourself up for success. And honestly, it's way more fun. You can eat more food. You can enjoy your life. You actually like don't stress about eating stuff. You don't really care what the scale says anymore. 
like you track food and it's not like, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. Like you actually can handle it. And then after that, you're able to then lose weight and actually see the progress and like see like the scale actually go down and feel like you're doing a good job and feel like everything's actually working out and that your body isn't actually broken, right? It's just what happens is a lot of the times when we're on other programs, so we start on that program, we see the fat loss phase, and then we get to the goal, we go, I'm done. And then you leave, but you haven't learned how to one, reverse out of it. And two, you haven't learned how to sustain it. So then you go back to old habits, but you're, you're, you're still sitting at that 1200 calorie range and you can't get out of it right? And so that's where like that guidance to get out. So the scale isn't moving because one, the goal isn't to have the scale moving in a reverse diet. The scale is to get all your bio biometrics and all your biomarkers in a good spot. Now do 99% of the women that like we actually help see like weight loss while they're reverse dieting because they're actually giving their body the food that it needs? Yes. Okay. Honestly, yes. Right. And the photos start changing, their pants start fitting better. Everything starts getting better. Um, but you guys have seen it in so many posts will be like, they're down seven pounds. You're like, they look like they're down 30. I'm like, I understand that, but it's because they've also built up muscle. So muscle and fat are interchangeable. One doesn't turn into another, but what happens is one pound of muscle. And this is another misconception, which I think this is why people get confused. They're like muscle weighs more than fat. No, one pound of muscle and one pound of fat are the same right? One pound of muscle and one pound of fat is the same. What happens is, is that if your body is breaking down muscle, which actually happens in menopause, right? Especially your body gets more catabolic. It starts breaking down muscle mass even faster. If you are not eating protein and you are not doing resistance training, your body will break down more muscle mass and then it will appear like you have more fat mass because you have less muscle mass. And so really making sure that you are increasing your protein intake to 100 to 150 grams roughly ish per day, as well as working out and actually pushing yourself, not just like lifting 10 pound weights. I've seen you guys carry 30 pound babies. Okay. So like lift more than 10 pounds, actually pushing yourself in the gym. You will see that like, you know, menopause, you will see that like different effects of like gaining or losing weight are actually going to be a little bit more reduced because just by eating protein alone, you're, you're going to notice that you're able to lose weight easier. And then you're adding in resistance training, which then is going to build muscle mass, which then also utilizes calories. So now you're burning calories while you are in the gym, but also throughout the entire day, right? Which also helps. And so like, with that being said, it's just a lot more thermogenic. It just burns more calories at rest. It's great. And so even though the scale isn't moving, you can still see those changes with your photos. And that's what helps keep you going. Because at a certain point, like when you have no energy, like you're like, oh, I don't have any motivation. I'm like, it's because you have no energy because you're so tired because you're not eating enough. And also just generally when you don't move, like if you're getting three to 4,000 steps in a day and you think you're going to be the most energetic, like, you know, motivated person in the world, I got news for you. That's not going to happen, right? Like you do have to move, like things in motion, stay in motion. There's a reason why that's a saying. So getting moving, making sure that you get your heart rate up at least once a week, um, making sure that you're actually like eating enough food for your body, like your digestive system, to work your heart, your lungs, your brain. Like you guys make so many decisions every single day and you're not eating enough. And like, I think your brain takes up like 60% of that anyways. Like it's a lot, right? And so you're like, well, why am I so tired? I'm like, well, like you're not eating enough. And so when you're looking at the scale during a reverse diet, um, I know a few of you ladies had mentioned cravings. You mentioned actually like tracking and menopause, which we honestly covered all of these things today. All of these things are going to be helped when you do this because sitting in 1200 calories, which is like not even enough for your body to function, and then eating low protein and not moving and not working out, none of that is going to help you lose weight. And honestly, like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not the leanest person in the entire world. And I don't really have that desire to be that way anymore. Like I'm 
you know, I might do like a weight loss phase just for like shits and giggles just to like show people what to do. But honestly, like I don't have any desire to do that because I just like lifting heavy and honestly just like maintaining a leaner physique and not hating my life and being able to have a glass of wine and being able to like do all these things. Because once you get to a certain amount of shredded, you can't do that. Like you can't go have, like if you're like actually wanna be like six pack abs shredded, unless you literally are a genetic unicorn, like you can't go have wine. You can't go like do all these things, but you can still get like very lean and see these things happen. But even if you want to consider that, you have to start by taking it where you are, most likely walking your calories up, increasing your protein, increasing, like making sure that you're actually like lifting properly. And then at that point, once you get to 2000 to 2500 calories, then you can decide, do I want to get shredded? Do I want to lose 20 pounds? Do I want to lose 50? 15 pounds. Honestly, by the time you get to the reverse point, you're probably going to like your body a hell of a lot better already. Um, And then at that point, it's just like, hmm, what can we do for fun? Because normally I find once you get to like that point and you've healed that relationship with food, you really like that desire to be the smallest version of yourself really goes down the toilet because as much as you want to get like leaner or as much as you want like more muscle mass, I find at that point, people just want to get stronger. They want to build more muscle. They get obsessed with finding shape and the goal tends to change. It's just when you're stuck, you just keep wanting to be smaller. But once you actually get like all of these thoughts that you guys are thinking every single day, and I remember it's exhausting, like think waking up every morning and being like, oh my God, I've got to eat food. And then I've got to like do this and I've got to go to the gym and like whatever, but there's no structure and there's no plan. And so it gets very, very overwhelming. But once you actually have that, it's a lot easier to see the progress you want to see. And then that's when you actually find that the scale goes down. That's when you find that you build the muscle mass, like all those things. Um, So if you guys are struggling with cravings, if you guys are struggling with tracking calories, menopause, you know, you're like the scale isn't moving all these things. Um, This is definitely something that's going to help and it's going to help you get unstuck basically. Okay. So I'm super excited. If you guys have any questions, let me know if this helps screenshot the episode and make sure that you tag me in your stories. I hope you have the best day and thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.